listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton, where we actually record Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. It has been quite some time, gentlemen, since we've been in here. I'm with Andreas Morris, D Dub, uh, Jeff Paulus, JP, D-dub. and uh, our producer is going to be sitting in with us today. Uh, James, how are you? I'm good. How are you? What, what, would you like me to take my hand <laughs> off your shoulder there? I, I'll leave put it, it on. Put it back. <laughs> is this the final episode? Is this like... No. no, no, why, no. There's Never, no final don't episode. Don't worry, folks. Story. I'm going to have to edit all of this now. Why? I just asked if there was a final episode. There's never. It's not like Game we of Thrones. Are here. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just forget about what Andreas just said. We are going to continue... Uh, this very fun venture in the world of podcasts. Um, lots to talk about today. We're going to wind up the uh, season that was for FC Edmonton, uh, wind up the NASL, talk a little bit about the championship, the final game that was uh, played this past weekend um, for us in the league. Um, probably talk a little bit about uh, what goes on in the off season for FC Edmonton. We'll talk MLS. We'll talk the new uh, CPL, uh, the Canadian Professional or Premier League, I think it's called, right? Yeah. Canadian Premier League. We'll talk a little bit about that. They've actually hired somebody, yep. which means this is happening for it's everybody the out news. there. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. over the news. Um, and so, I mean, and lots more stuff, uh, football related, of course, uh, that we'll be talking about. Let's kick it off right away. How did things end up with us? You're asking yourselves if you've <laughs> been under a rock and don't really know. Um, we made it to the playoffs for the first time since 2011 when the uh, uh, club came into uh, play in this sort of format, in, yeah. this, uh, in this league. Yeah. Um, it was good. What are your thoughts, gentlemen? What are your thoughts about getting to the playoffs? What are your thoughts about how we performed in Indianapolis uh, in the playoff game? That we had. It's kind of a unique s- setup, isn't it? Where it's just the final four play- groups. And yeah, I felt, it, I felt it was weird. It was a weird feeling going into it because I think I was, ta- I was talking to all of you, I'm sure, before going into it, that it... You know, in previous seasons, we know we're not making the playoffs. So <laughs> a couple games out, you get this kind of... It's kind of like... A the final down. week like of, of junior high yeah. school, right? So Leading up to the last day, you're like, everybody's kind of giddy happy and, and yeah. planning on what they're going to do in the off season, where they're going to go, yeah. and who they're going to see. But this year, it was, you know, the, the, the we're peaking at the right point. Everybody's firing on all cylinders, doing a, all kinds of work, and yeah. then all of a sudden, it's over. Yeah. And that disappointment is pretty... Uh, it's hard it, to You take. crash hard yeah. after that. It's uh, yeah. players, staff, everyone. It's just, um, you don't know what to say, you don't know what to do, uh, and then you got to... Then you got to travel all the way back home, and it's um, you know yeah. it's it's a different mood coming uh, coming back than it is going there for sure. But I think the guys did well. I think we could have won that game had we finished. Um, yeah, lots lots to take away from it. I thought lots of positives. Yeah, definitely lots of positives. But uh, as you said, there's 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 elements that obviously can be worked on for next season, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. What were your... You were actually there. Or both of you were there. I, yeah. I wasn't, so I... Yeah, you can, I can only imagine what the feelings were. I, I've been through championships before, and right. you know, won some and have lost some, so I, I've kind of understood what was going on, but what was yeah. the feeling there while you were there? It's actually... It's a great point that Dre makes, because we were all planning for New York. 
Yeah. And um, we were, yeah, legitimately, we, we didn't think that was going to be our last game. So when it was, it, it was it was a surreal experience. And, and that was actually a tough one to kind of get over um, because we had expectations of winning that. Um, you know, I, I think it's... Uh, I think the experience itself, D Dub. You know, in, going into that game, there we um, yeah. we know we had a good side. We knew we we had a chance to win that. Um, it, it's you know, unfortunately, our lack of scoring all year came back to haunt us in that game. Yeah. So there was an element of when we went down a goal, there was that kind of foreboding moment for us that okay, maybe we've got to do something that we don't do a lot of here, and that's and that's get a goal. And yeah. You know, we, we saw a trend the last 10 weeks of the year, unfortunately, where we struggled to score and uh, where the games were a lot tighter and, and we were getting on the wrong end of results. And, and yeah. I, I think that kind of bit us in that in that uh, performance against Indianapolis. The first half was brilliant. 45 oh, yeah. minutes, the first 20 great minutes in particular. Great first 20 minutes. Oh, my God. The pressure that was, uh, that was that we put on and, and just watching that high press that we were we were playing was uh, was so nice to watch. I, I was so was, excited. I thought yeah. scoring that goal, even though we all know it wasn't going to count. Right. Um, I thought that was like, okay, see, we can score against these guys. That's right. I thought that was going to spark us. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, No, GP. it's fine. No. It's fine. We were all there and seeing the same thing. and But it was a great first half, and we were in a good place at halftime because yeah. – uh, you know, we, we, for the most part, quieted their crowd. Uh, you're playing in front of a fantastic uh, fan base. It looks uh, packed, yeah. especially the Brickyard. It looks yeah, very cool. brilliant. Packed. They're so good, you know. It, they do such a great job there. And full credit to them and their fans and, yeah. and the Brickyard Battalion. You kudos to them for, yeah. for what they give that club. Yeah, of course. And... Um, so, but but we thought forty five minutes in, we're at we're at zero on their field and advantage us, and um, we just came out and whether they picked it up another level or whether we stayed flat or, or came out a bit flat, but we struggled to we struggled against their high press, mm-hmm. we struggled to play the ball, so we tended to play deep for the first thirty minutes, the last ten. Um, now they're they're praying to hold on to their lead, and we have nothing to lose, so. Yeah. We created chances in the last 10, right up until the last minute. We, we had a very good chance to, to take it to extra time, but not to be. And, uh, you know, I think when you look at the second half, credit to Indy. I, I thought they were they were a very good side for that first 30 minutes yeah. of the second half. Yeah. So, and, and one of them the game. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things. There's not much more can be said about it. You know that the, the team... Uh, I don't. I don't want to say we came out flat. I. I, I actually think the adrenaline uh, burnt a few of the guys out. So by halftime, I think there oh, were some yeah. tired legs out there for sure. Uh, and just the excitement. I mean, once yeah. you really get into a game like that, it's uh, it's a whole different feeling, and it's tough to maintain that momentum that you have. And that, and that's that's the that's the struggle of winning a championship. You have to be so focused. For the entire 90 minutes of every game you come to. You know, I think, I mean, really credit to the players on our team. Oh, because, yeah. um, you know, that performance that we saw them put in, and and it's tough. You know, down the stretch, um, again, I, you look at that 10, that 10 games prior to, yeah. uh, prior to the semifinal for us. And we were doing a lot of defending again because uh, our ball possession numbers dropped, uh, our passing numbers dropped, which meant we were defending a lot. And it's it's tough to defend. We all know that, and that's you're gonna wear your most energy from defending, and that's gonna have the most uh, or the most um, long-standing effects, I guess, on your body. Yeah, so you get to sure. that game, and there's a bit of that. Generally, at the very beginning, we matched them. I thought we actually matched. We were better than them as far as intensity and level of play, the pressing that we were doing, yeah. um, and, and maybe there is an element, of, like you said, where okay, the gentlemen's worn off a bit now, and uh, this is a team that's worked hard over the last. 
10, 12 weeks yeah. uh, to, just to make sure we held that playoff spot. So how much was left in the tank? I don't know. You could argue that, yeah. I, I guess. But fair play to us because we uh, – when I say us, I mean the players. Yeah, of course. Um, fair play to the players because uh, right until the last minute again, that, that Tommy header – Right, 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 right oh, yeah. time, oh, yeah. you know, no, no. so we had a chance. Yeah, they, yeah. they kept yeah. they kept pressing, they kept yeah. pushing. It for sets sure. a it sets a nice bar for us now. To uh, we, I mean, we have to get back next yeah. year. It has to be the same or better. I yeah, mean, definitely have to get to yeah. the playoffs at the very least. You know what? We're going to take yeah. an early break here, and we're going to come right back and continue talking about the season that we just had, um, and and a little bit more about the final as well. Uh, you're listening to Rabbit Radio at the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton. Listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back here, Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, coming to you from the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton. We've just actually feasted. That's why we took a break. Sorry. It has to happen. Now we all need naps. We, now we all need <laughs> naps. No, we were talking about the uh, the playoff game and uh, and the fact that uh, FC Edmonton uh, didn't quite make it to you know through to the push to the end, uh, and our sort of season came to a close uh, last week when we uh, lost one nil to Indianapolis, who of course went on to the championship game. Um, but on a season wrap up, I mean, it's, it's sort of the final. Everybody comes home, we get a wrap-up, and, and there's exit meetings and conversations. What do you think, you think people would be interested in knowing sort of what goes on like that behind? Yeah, well, it's been a bit of a blur, hasn't it? It's, it is, it is it's a blur. It's gone so quickly. As soon as we got home, the next day, we were back in the office having uh, uh, exit meetings all day with every player. And, you know, where they're invited to voice their opinions, uh, opinions on the season. And, and then Colin gives them his opinions on the season. And, uh, and off you go from yeah. there. Uh, then, you're, then you're off. You're free. Some of them had to do exit medicals afterwards, of course. Yeah. Uh, and, then, and then they just hit the road. They all scatter. Um, so it's just been nonstop, actually, since, since the final. We've just been continuing to work. And, and uh, now it's, it's time to start play, start, start looking for new players. Yeah, exactly. And, and, then, and that's the whole thing, too, is that the, the, it never ends. People, it never ends. people think the offseason you do nothing, but it's, that's when you do the most work. You I almost mean, have to force yourself to take a break in the offseason. You do. Because you could just work throughout. Totally. Totally. Uh, um, I mean, it's, uh, it's one of those things where even us as assistant coaches or, you know, goalkeeper coach and assistant coach JP, we don't get too much to say in, the, in regards to the, uh, the exit meetings. We have talks, obviously, throughout the year on what, you know, our thoughts are on players and, and situations. But, uh, you know, I, I feel sorry for those, those whirlwind two days of, uh, of exit meetings where you have you know, 12 to 13 players per day yeah. from 9 a.m. Yeah. till 6 p.m. Yeah. Um, giving you the, the flow and the rundown of how they thought the season went. Yeah, but it's good because, I mean, I think this year, this year I've, uh, you know, JP and I have been here since the start, and you've been here for a long time, uh, D-Dub. Uh, I think this is the most professional group of players that we've had um, for the most part, yeah, you know, obviously there's hiccups along every road, of course. Um, but but they were professional, they were respectful, they said their piece, uh, and and that was that was good. It was good for everybody to just kind of sum up their own. It wasn't a team uh, discussion. It was you look in the mirror and say, "This is what I thought of my year." 
and I thought for the most part, 90% of our guys had great years. I think yeah. they, it was a pleasure working with every single one of them. Um, uh, you always, there are always different quirks with every single player, and this time they were, they were really good. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was my pleasure. Yeah, so I, I can see the drool on your lip there. <laughs> yeah. No, he didn't pleasure. It was his no, pleasure. No, I know what he meant. Right. Anyway, I was just giving Dre a hard time here. What are you guys talking about? Uh, we're talking you'll, you'll about get there, the, Jimmy. Yeah, you'll get Don't there. Worry. You'll hear the uh, stories uh, eventually, Jimmy, about what goes on at the uh, very end of a season. But you must have gone through that a little bit. Highlanders at the, in Victoria with the PDL, do they do exit meetings and stuff like that? Most professional clubs do. Um, yeah, and I know it's like not really pro. It's uh, a little more casual than that. There wasn't set up times or going on throughout the day, and uh, yeah, a little bit, a little bit different. Um, there's Players and obviously players and coaches talk, but yeah. nothing, nothing as formal as this here. How about you media guys? Do you guys do exit meetings? Did you guys like yeah. in a bar? Interview Over each other? Pint. Do you report each other? What do you do? At the end of the season? Yeah. Tickle fights? No, or? I just get to tickle a bit of a job I did all year and pat it on the back and yeah. I'm just yeah. sitting in my office. I, guess, I mean, it's much the same as any type of a, a job where you have to sit down. You have a yearly meeting with your boss or your head person and uh, you talk about what you've done within the company and things you can do to improve yourself over the <laughs> next you've coming been up through time. a couple of these <laughs> I have been through a couple of these both from a, a pro sports uh, end of uh, things as well as um, just a job type scenario where you get taken aside and alright it's time for your three month uh, I forget what, what do they call it? is just forever on probation <laughs> no I'm not I'm not yeah. <laughs> it comes with the territory, unfortunately. I mean, on the uh, on the Monday, I was running a session for the academy, so I'm not really sure what all this postseason talk is you guys are on about. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means. That's your fault. But, uh, I, yeah, that's your I fault. was with you yeah. at that academy session. Oh, that is so. my pleasure. <laughs> um, so that's, I mean, that's basically a wrap-up of what we end up doing here at the end of the seasons. Uh, and then there's planning, of course, as to... Andreas was uh, suggesting about looking for other players. You're always looking to oh, improve we're your team. Oh, we're working on preseason, too. Yeah, that's another big thing that's Well, and the preseason, yeah. too, is, is something that's going to come. It's amazing how quickly oh, the time flies really? between seasons. It's you insane. finish in November, next thing you know, you're back at training camp mid-February. I know. Uh, or next day. Or, or next day, <laughs> exactly. Right. Uh, you know what? In all seriousness, D-Dub and, and Dre and Jimmy, you know, um, I think we should talk a bit about the year because it's the fourth year of this of this group of yeah. this staff. Yeah, it's the fourth year, and you know I was there not with the team year one they made the playoffs um, as a volunteer at home games uh, with Nate, but but Dre was certainly there, and uh, things got off to a great start, and then they limped into the playoffs that year, yeah. and, and you know we don't really want to discuss that first playoff loss, but but since that time though it's been a Steady. You know, it's been a it's been a slow and steady progression forward, and I think I like the slow and steady. To be honest with you, because that means things have been done right, and and certain things are getting put in place with the organization that will allow us to succeed. And you know, you're going to have a turnover in players every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go through that process right now, but I, I think that the elements of of this team are now in place, and I think regardless of what player leaves or what player comes in, uh, there's a system they'll fit into, and there's now kind of a a feel around the club. And players will come in and, and replace roles, yeah. and they'll buy into this because they'll, they'll have to. They'll have to because the standard uh, has been set. Well, There's the a standard that's there now. There's an expectation. And I think certainly with all of us sitting at this table and then, you know, the gaffer, uh, the gaffer at home and, and uh, our, our trainers, there's, um, 
there is, uh, I think, <laughs> I think there, there's, uh, but there's a feeling amongst all of us, though, that, that you know, that this will continue. So I think we have placed our own expectations and, and high expectations on ourselves is where I'm going at. And um, I, I'm looking forward to next season already. I wish it was next week. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, too. No, sorry, I was just going to say, yeah, kind of what you've said, kind of my third, going into the third season now and uh, last couple of years, it was kind of like, oh, how am I asking Jay for, like, opinions on, like, how the offseason was handled the year before and stuff like that. And this right. year it's more systematic and I know which emails have to get sent and know which releases have to go out and right. what's got to get handled. So already it's been, like, a little less stressful in terms of, in terms mm-hmm. of that, and that's just part of a little bit of consistency in the... Yeah, well, we're all thankful that Jimmy's job is less stressful now, right, guys? I mean, I feel you know what? Though, there has no just that to... aspect. Everything else is still <laughs> super stressful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so stressed, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so that's the bit of a wrap up on on what goes on at FC Edmonton. There's obviously more that goes on behind the scenes administratively that uh, I personally am not uh, as aware of as. Uh, Let's say Andreas and, and you, Jimmy, because you guys are in the office more more often than not. And uh, you know, myself being on the tech side, I, I don't I don't get to see what goes on in the off season. Uh, I'm hoping they're going to work. Coming for a visit. I, I, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm hoping that the it's just the same as with us, where there's a fair amount of hard work um, going on in the um, in the off season for us, searching for you know players and and discussing what we're going to be doing. Uh, JP yeah. and I are both with the academy as well that goes on all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there's a fair amount that we do on the tech side that, I, again, like I said, I don't really I know the admin side has to be doing stuff and prepping for next year as well. So it's not like a, <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm talking about here. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I will give a, I will give one kind of. Um, a shout out for our admin side, and that is the amount of people raving to me about that um, Winter City Festival thing that went on. I heard it was fantastic. Yeah, some of the Academy parents are raving about it, and yeah, so well done, well done to them. And hopefully, yeah. again, it, there's a, there's a, a culture you have to develop around a football club, yeah. and that culture is there's a, a culture that comes around the first team, but that culture has to be generated by by the administrative staff. Yeah, uh, they help drive that, and they help build a culture as well. And then, uh, of course, they have to support that culture. But, but I think that steps have been put in place. And Jimmy, thank you for the invite to the office. Uh, I won't be there, but um, <laughs> thank you. <Yeah. laughs> for those of you who don't know about the the Winter Fest that went on, it was uh, our playoff game. Obviously, was in Indianapolis, and the administration staff was able to get the center of Edmonton. There's a square called Churchill Square. Uh, I don't know if it's exactly in the center of the town, but it's, is that what it is? Churchill Square is what it's Pretty called? Pretty much. It's right in front yeah. of Ask Mr. Edmonton. Yeah. Right here uh, to my right. I used to live uh, Kitty Corner in okay. the cloud building. Yeah. Uh, so it's a fantastic area, though, in the middle of the city pretty well. It's awesome. And, well, awesome little square, yeah. And, and they set up a giant television screen and had uh, different uh, football-related things going on around the outside. Food trucks. Everything was beer there. Gardens, so it was beer gardens. Beer gardens. Really well set up and re- really well taken care of for our fans to come and, and, and join in to watch the match. I think it would be a great idea to do it in the summer. Oh, I, I think so too. I think it would be fantastic. It'd be really cool. Really it's cool. something that's food for thought. If they obviously with the success that they had, maybe they maybe they think of doing that's that. A really good idea. Once or twice. Well, outside <laughs> of the fact that you're uh, 
trying to host a winter city festival in the summer. I'm not really sure. Well, maybe that flies, call it a summer. Okay, uh, just summer break uh, from the winter <laughs> festival. There could be some <laughs> other name put into it for break. sure. Yeah. Moving along to the and, actual, and JP will not be invited. <laughs> Carry on. No. Mo- moving on to the actual championship game for the NASL. Mm-hmm. Um, had a chance to watch that. It was actually it was an enjoyable game. I, I really enjoyed it. New York versus uh, Indianapolis, obviously. Um, played in New York in, and I don't even know the stadium that they played in. It was some other stadium than what they're normally playing in. So it wasn't quite the same. But it was, uh, it it was, was good. In, it was intimate. It was an intimate little stadium. Yeah. That's good. Intimate is good. Intimate is good. It was, it was, we need more of those. We do need more of those. We need one here in Edmonton. How many seats did it look like it had? Maybe they brought in like a temporary stand. Yeah, I don't know. I heard. I heard like forty five hundred or five was what they're going for. Okay. And that looked, was the it, capacity. I think so. It looked, the original it looked, capacity of the stadium was twenty five hundred. Yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. I heard wow. they brought in temporary stand. Intimate. Could be wrong, but that is quite intimate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. The game ended up yeah. going to shootout, didn't it? Yeah. We went to a shootout. Uh, it was twenty dollars a seat, and then ten dollars if you wanted to sit on someone's lap. So they doubled attendance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but, and, uh, and it was the luck of the draw for whose lap you got to sit on, so, or who sat on your lap. I saw somebody with a giant Pele head. They were holding Pele up in the, in the crowd. It was pretty incredible to watch. But, yeah, the game ended up uh, going to a shootout, and New York won the shootout. The goalkeeper, goalkeeper brethren shot it so far over the net. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. I could, could you believe that? Yeah. Yes, uh, Mr. Mr. Bush. took it. I can believe <laughs> that. Mr. <laughs> Bush came up to uh, take a kick, and the, and the way he approached the uh, – the ball, I thought for sure, oh, look at him. He's just got some swagger. He's going to put this in it. And he sent it <laughs> at least 40 yards above the goal and to the left. So uh, yeah. it wasn't able to do it. Did Maurer actually, Maurer, the other goalkeeper, New York's keeper, did he make a save? I think he stopped one of the PKs, did he? I think so. Uh, I know one went off the post, and, and, and I'm pretty sure Maurer got another one to it, and that's what ended up winning the game. So, But, uh, yeah, it was it was a... It was a typical way of ending it. I'm sure the league was very pleased that New York won the uh, championship. Again. 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 <laughs> back-to-back. It's the first time in this uh, NASL era that uh, a team has won back-to-back championships. Well, they're three or four years since we've been as a staff. Really? Yeah, three or four years. Wow. Right? But they didn't. Yeah. Uh, they, it wasn't back to back, though. They they lost to. Was uh, no, who got in there? Who was, was it? it? Uh, San Antonio. San Antonio. San yeah, Antonio won it. The one that's year. right. Yeah. Was that your your friend? Yes. Yeah. Best pal. Yeah, we're, we're Twitter buddies now. Twitter buddies. There you go. <laughs> Twitter buddies. <laughs> Which was uh, fantastic. I've got uh, far more followers than he does, by the yeah. way. So <laughs> we're, all looking forward to, we're all looking forward to uh, another great NASL season next year. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be minus uh, Ottawa, minus Tampa, Tampa Bay. And Minnesota. And yeah. Minnesota. And, and welcoming And San welcoming Francisco. San Francisco. Lovely. Uh, which will be good. And I'm sure we'll know more in the next... Uh, weeks ahead, what the schedule is actually going to be like and how the league is going to set itself up as far as uh, seasons go. Instead of being a spring and a fall, maybe there'll be just one big season. That would be nice. That would be cool. That'd be cool. Are you going to bring up that tweet that you told me at the airport that you got from someone at U.S. Soccer? Are you going to bring that up? Oh, yeah. The president of U.S. Soccer tweeted out that he had very productive meetings with NASL and USL. Ah. So, you know, I think think the... um, the lower division soccer in the in North America or certainly in the states is under is in a bit of flux right now, and they're trying to figure out the the best way to make it work for all parties. And 
you know, our league is, there's so many rumors and there's so many things being said on Twitter. And it's, a lot of it's, I mean, they can't even get FC Edmonton or Edmonton FC right. So, you know, a lot of that you take with a grain of salt. Um, you know, we've been, we've been assured that uh, the league is on, uh, on good footing. Uh, that the ownership in the league um, is, is strong, and the new owners that they're looking at bringing in are even stronger. And we've certainly been assured by our owner, um, with all of us here, that, that this is the league that we're going to be in, and the league we're going to support strongly. And um, it, it, suit, it suits us. So there's so much talk about that now. What happens going forward? Is there a merger of two leagues? Who knows? Is there uh, maybe the independent leagues from USL could join the NASL, which I think makes the most sense. I think that does and, too. And uh, mirror what they do in other countries where that one league be, can be a, a good reserve league uh, and have it that way. So, yeah, who knows what's on the horizon. But, but the one thing we do know is that the NASL is here um, and it'll, it'll continue to grow. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, moving from that to the MLS, I know we were talking a little bit about, uh, well, I'm not even talking, you, you can see that the MLS championship is going on as well. The playoffs are, in, are yeah. going on. I know they've had a bit of a break now. It's almost like That's two weeks off. That's weird, This massive international like break. days or something yeah. like that. It's, it was a while ago, and you've got uh, an all-Canadian Eastern final. Toronto-Montreal yeah. has been... Absolutely a blast to watch. Yeah. Uh, so much fun. The rivalry between the two cities is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Great to watch. Who won the first game? Hasn't played yet. No, I thought they, I thought they no, played. No, the f- November 22nd, yeah. I believe, is the first game. Oh, I'm going to save you here and say, good trick question, d <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just the yeah. lapse in time between playoffs. Seems games. like they should have played. Oh, Mickey. there's a lapse already. <laughs> time is not the issue. And Seattle is up against uh, Colorado. Colorado for the yeah. Western Championship. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Colorado's up one game. They won 3 nothing their uh, first game, D-Dub. So. Are, are you guys winding me up? I've, I've got to go back to looking at the schedule of what we're actually talking That's about. That's good radio. Yeah. Well, that's good, good radio, good broadcast. <laughs> so they, they play next Tuesday, game yes. one. Yes, game yeah. on next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a quick break. Yeah. When we come back, we will talk a little bit about the brand new Canadian Premier League. Oh, that'll be fun. Which uh, we sort of alluded to at the beginning. <laughs> but uh, they've actually hired somebody, and we'll find out who they hired. If when you we can come pronounce back. his name, I'll buy you a beer. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC. Edmonton from the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton. Podcast of FC Edmonton. Yeah, it's, that'd be my yeah. guess. Yeah, is that what it is? What? Yeah, something like that. It's, it's Paul. It might be. It's uh, Bernay. It's B E I R N E. He was formerly with TFC for a little bit. I think he yeah. was their first hire. That's yeah. what this article says. The article references six to ten teams with yeah. uh, CFL ties. Is that what so, it references? Yes. <laughs> Is there a bit of a reference in there? Anything about this guy doing and working for TFC in the past? Yes, it does talk about him working with TFC there in the past. There you go. Yeah. No, he was the first it. hire. He says he was uh, extremely well regarded uh, as it pertained to the off-field matters he was responsible for. So, so he says yeah. that about himself, so that's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to talk about yourself. <laughs> good reference. Yeah. Uh, no, but anyway, uh, this article talks about uh, what we've talked about on this podcast in the past, yeah. that there's going to be 
you know, teams in CFL cities sharing uh, CFL stadiums, which I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. No. Uh, I just think that there's going to be an issue when the level isn't going to be as high as the Canadian market seemed to demand. So having a 1,000 people in a 35,000-seat stadium doesn't look good for broadcasting. So, um, I mean... You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Sorry, a bit of a mental glitch there in this lovely computer of mine, this antiquated piece of something which I can't say on the air. <laughs> well, I probably could because, you know, I could get away with it here. Do it. Welcome to Rattled Radio, <laughs> as JP likes to call it, because I seem to be getting a little rattled here today. <laughs> Misquoting and people don't believe He's me. He's not even drinking a Rattler. I'm not even. I'm drinking Pepsi. That's the problem. That's the I problem. Think, I think that is Are the problem. I need the Rattler. Yeah, we're live. We're live. Well, live-ish. We're, we're live-ish. We are recording, <laughs> if that's what we were saying. So, CPL, we were just finishing yeah. up on that because uh, Darren obviously doesn't know what he's talking about. So Yeah. Well, uh, like, like I was saying, it's kind of the same that we've been talking about on this podcast for a while, that there's uh, teams that are going to be in CFL cities sharing CFL venues, which uh, I think on paper sounds great. But when you see it on television, it will look less than superior. It'll look empty. Well, I, I also think because there's three other teams in the MLS, a team ourselves in the NASL, Ottawa to a lesser extent now that they're going to be in the USL. I mean, these are pro leagues that are established, um, that are you know have viable products. Not that this CPL won't be a viable product. It's a great place, and, and JP, you've spoken about it before. Yeah, for okay. for younger Canadian um, young professionals to get game time. I think it's great for that. I just don't think it's gonna it's gonna attract a lot of fans, and I don't think it's gonna look good on television or streaming or whatever they. Well, whatever. I mean, they're obviously there's gonna a, have to look to keep budgets down and all that sort sure. of stuff as well. Yeah, they but talk there's about um, salary cap and whatever. They, well, they do. You know, they, there's been a few things said. I think um, first on the new hire. For me, it's not important who they hired. It's that they've actually hired somebody um, to set up the league. So, so that's the indicator. Because there's a lot of people that are naysayers about the league. It's, it's no one's going to do it. It's not going to. It's not going to come in. It's more talk. Well, they've hired somebody. Yeah. And uh, so, so there's more to it than than just rumors. And you know, so so for me, that's a positive. And as far as the uh, the early days go, yeah. My my biggest concern is that we just get into this kind of self fulfilling prophecy. All we all say it's going to be terrible. They're going to get only a thousand fans. It's going to not look good, and we believe that, so we don't go, and we believe that, so we don't support, and uh, and that's and that's why uh, soccer in this country dies all the time mm-hmm. because we have that continual belief, and you know no one should know that better than ourselves in Edmonton of a self fulfilling prophecy because we've had so many professional teams come and go here and the attitude when FC Edmonton started was gonna, was the same. So we got off to a slow start obviously and we're slowly building a fan base yeah. and getting stronger and stronger in the community but it's taken five years. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it's been a real commitment from Tom and Dave Fath to, to stick that out. So it'll be the same with the CPL. Yeah, at the very beginning you're going to have your diehards. Um, eventually if you can get a TV deal if they can hook up a TSN if this becomes if this gets on TV then the game changes if they get a couple major corporate sponsors uh, in the first year of the league's operation the game changes yeah, for sure right if it's just random individual clubs no sponsorship no TV deal games only being streamed it'll struggle mm-hmm. if there's a TV deal with sponsorship this league will take off it'll take a while but how many of us were here for the early days of the MLS 
and how horrendous was that? Yeah, fair and, enough. And look at it today. Uh-huh. And uh, but it's been a long-term commitment, and, and it's a successful league. MLS is a good. Yeah, but league that's now. a tough comparison because you're talking about uh, really, really deep pockets being able to spend on international level players for sure compared to the cpl where it's supposed to be focused on canadian talent it which did. is a great thing i'm not foo-fooing that i it, think that's a it, it really good thing it won't be just thing, though Drake. that's the key it won't be just canadian talent and it the idea certainly is there will be a mandate for canadian young players come up and uh help to support the national program and the csa in general there will be a mandate is my understanding um but it, this is going to be a decently budgeted program that uh, yeah. each club set. so the numbers I've heard talked about um, will rival the high end NASL teams in payroll really that's the kind of budget they're talking about for, for player payroll and if that's the case oh, they'll be able then... to sign better players than half the teams in our league yeah so yeah, I heard it was going to be like double of USL yeah. salaries and stuff yeah. like that and there was also something that came out two week, like a week or two ago about like trademark mm-hmm. I'm not sure how like viable that is but that uh, I don't know if it was CBC had a Trademarked the soccer night in Canada, so then people were getting getting hints about when the season would approximately run, and if uh, if it was CBC doing it, then they weren't going to conflict with hockey. Right. So it's kind of like oh, that'd be interesting. That'd be yeah. great. So then maybe there is a bit of yeah. Well, if they're affiliated with CFL teams, it'd be a TSN thing, right? If they were, yeah. But aren't those, all those? I mean, CBC and TSN and Sportsnet, they're all seem to be sharing like. I know during Hockey Night in Canada, yeah, I'm, it's all I'm, broadcast on all the channels. I'm not even going to open my mouth because I've just apparently <laughs> uh, inserted my foot in it uh, for the entire evening. But I thought at some point there was some thing where Sportsnet had bought out one of the other broadcast groups, which also owned the TSN sort of branding or something like that. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, you know, right. I don't know. Check, I'm, Check the article. I'm, I'm pretty know. sure there was, there was something going on yeah. where they're all kind of the same. I think yeah. they are just based on when. If you watch hockey on Saturday, it's on all the channels, and then they have the hosts. Yeah. Last year was yeah. George Stromanopoulos or whatever. Yeah. He was on all the channels. So yeah. I, they, anyway, they work together in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. But can uh, <clears throat> can I mean? I don't know what broadcasting numbers are for the CFL, but I I would I would. I mean, yes, I'm being pessimistic. You're right, JP. But I just don't see the numbers for a CPL being even close to CFL numbers. And I'm guessing that CFL numbers aren't mind-blowing. So how long would a major broadcaster keep it on? Well, let me look at TSN and the CFL. I mean, it tried to it tried to make the opening day at BMO Field look like it was uh, the opening day at BMO Field. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of like, yeah. So... um, where was going to go with that? I think. Well, look at the um, the interest, whether it's corporate interest, whether it's uh, media interest or fan interest. Um, and I'll use us as an example. If you, so we've been in the league a couple of years, and say we're not going CPL, but um, say we were, and uh, there was a Calgary team that's been in the CPL for a couple of years, and you've got that that normal R- Calgary Edmonton rivalry. rivalry. Anyhow, yeah. um, do you outdraw Edmonton versus Jacksonville? Do you draw Edmonton versus um, Fort Lauderdale, Carolina, Indianapolis? Yeah, you might, you, you might, yeah. because of the rivalry, because of the city Ottawa. rivalries. Yeah. I mean, I think you just have to look at CFL numbers, and I don't know Edmonton versus Calgary this year in the CFL. I don't think you're selling that many more tickets than you would to see Edmonton play Ottawa in the CFL. 
you're right. Jacksonville is a far cry from Ottawa versus Edmonton. For yeah. sure. It's a different sport, too. It's apples and oranges, I, I, I think. So, I mean, you're not going to – I just don't think you'll see the same. I think if it was soccer-specific, and that's – you know, you can't compare that to, like, an Edmonton – Calgary but, but, football I mean, Ottawa, game. Like Ottawa North Fury American had football shared it with CFL, right? And that's not soccer specific, but they made it look. No, I meant, I meant the league itself and comparing if you're playing Jacksonville or if you're uh, playing Jacksonville. Calgary, you'll get more people coming from. You should. You should. Calgary. You, you should because yeah. you also have the opportunity for traveling that's fans right. in that case yeah. as well. Yeah. It'd be the different. It'd be the same thing because obviously the CPL is going to need. They'll have. They'll hopefully have an Ottawa team, but they've got to have more than one. They'll probably have another a Toronto team. Or maybe not. There'll be, a, there'll be a second Toronto team, or, or you know, it might, yeah, it might be somewhere sure. else I think in the Ontario. Will fight but that, though. well, that's what I'm saying. It might be somewhere else in Ontario. They'll but you're going to have, no have a couple of other. Ontario is yeah. a pretty good hotbed for for soccer. Yeah, so, they will also have no say who goes into Toronto. Well, they, I mean, okay, fair enough. But they'll have they'll have an impact on it in that most people will go see TFC. Then the next group will go see TFC two, and then the other folks will go see. I don't know, Mississauga, they put Marauders, a, um, whatever. No, if they have a team, uh, um, if they put a team out in Mississauga or out in Oakville, uh, down in Hamilton, they'll they'll draw okay. They'll be I local could, supporters. They'll, they'll outdraw TFC too. He's for talking sure. about there being a team in Hamilton for sure. Yeah, that, that's a done deal, and yeah. actually, that's that's going to be the base of the league. But um, no, a second team on the that's not right around BMO Fields will do very well for itself, and and Toronto still remains very community. Separated as well, and you'll have people in Mississauga will, will, or Oakville uh, as examples that will really jump to support their team, and uh, and you'll see. I'm not that they're going to take away fans from TFC, but that's not the intention of this league. Uh, but they'll generate their own fan base. And Toronto's, I mean, we're talking Toronto's massive, so they they won't even be they yeah the the marketing, the the advertising, all that stuff can be completely separate, won't interfere in a city like that. Yeah, I I, I could see the same thing happen in BC as well. I know Vancouver. You know, the proper, the Vancouver area itself will only, you know, probably be able to handle the, the white caps. But there's a lot of people in British Columbia who would also, depending on the area it went into, would yeah. probably support uh, another professional Same team like, in, like that. like Abbotsford or Langley or something. Or somewhere like that, somewhere in the lower mainland. I mean, Victoria, yeah. they talked about in the article uh, as being a place that they would uh, think about having a team. And, and, James, we were talking about that. And you've been in Victoria and lived there for long enough. I don't, I, I don't think you think it can be supported as well. Yeah, I don't know how many. I don't know. If, well, yeah, what, I mean, it's tough. I, I know, but I mean, you know. it wasn't working for the, the PDL team trying to share with the the baseball team there, which somehow had the upper hand in terms of priority for the for the fields and and scheduling and stuff, kind of what, a lot of what we run into here, actually. Now, do you think but, that, that is, do you think that's more squeaky wheel scenario where where you've got to shout and scream and to get yourself a little bit more notoriety and, and, and history cities and, and history like goes a long way. I, I mean, I, I can just speak for from experience here. Um, the city and the Eskimos have an amazing relationship because yeah. they've been around for so long. Forever. They've been working together for so long. Yeah. We're just starting. Yeah. Um, and so whoever came first in Victoria, I'm sure, had the same issues. Yeah. We know these guys, these baseball guys. We, we, we're going to work with them first. Mm-hmm. They've been around forever. Then, then, then again, the if you jokes. come in with a big TV deal or something like that, that can change people's minds quite a bit too because if your city's on tv the only way this this league's getting a tv deal is if it piggybacks on the cfl tv well and i and i think the only way it happens i think jp you were correct in that whole tv deal sponsorship thing i I think that's going to make the difference uh, whether the league survives or 
or you know becomes noticed enough amongst people to go out and watch the teams play. Well, you look at I mean, there's a, the rationale for the, the linking to CFL ownership groups and. Um, is because a lot of them, well, you've got a second tenant now for the stadiums. You can run your team with the uh, the same the same office staff that runs. So you don't have to hire everyone new again. You actually have all your infrastructures in place. Mm-hmm. So the, the cost of starting a new franchise will be significantly lower than a team, say, joining the NASL would be because you're starting from scratch and you're, you're a single entity. And uh, so that right off the bat makes it more feasible mm-hmm. financially because you're, you're now actually going to have your employees working year-round. Uh, instead of just like the football season, so you, so that will make people happier. Uh, see, that makes as sense well. too. There's just yeah, there's so well, many benefits. It's not quite year time. round because the CFL no, and know, the NFL season kind of mirror each other yeah. a little bit. But for the most part, they're going to have two jobs to do now, two organizations to run, two but the same salespeople. So now you're you're not just selling a sales package now for a CFL team. You're selling it for a CFL team and a pro soccer team. The fan base comes up, the numbers come up. You're more likely to get bigger sponsors that way, and it's all tied into your viewership. So. The linking to CFL makes so much sense for, for this league to start off with. Yeah. Uh, there'll be independence. There's, there's a rumor of a European team that wants to put a team in the put CPL. Put a team in this. Yeah, I heard that too. So there's that rumor. Um, they don't want um, the MLS two teams in the league. They don't want any tie-in to, to that. It doesn't want to be a reserve league uh, at all. So, yeah, again, you know, it doesn't impact the NASL. It doesn't impact FC Edmonton. Um, but as a Canadian... Uh, as a Canadian coach, I wish this league the best of success. I yeah. hope it gets started. Yeah. I hope we kick off in 2018. I hope it employs um, Canadian coaches and Canadian administrators and Canadian staff and Canadian GMs. And that's that's my wish for the league. Yeah. Do you hope there's a team in Edmonton? Yeah, eventually. Why not? Yeah. Not, I mean, I wouldn't want to compete with us, obviously. And uh, this is my employer. Yeah. I, I, like, I like to see the CPL do well. I would. And whether it comes to Edmonton or doesn't, um, I want there to be a strong CPO. As a, as a Canadian soccer person, I want there to be a strong CPO. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens here. Uh, we'll see over the next couple of years how it progresses. Uh, obviously, we'll see more things in the news and uh, through Twitter and uh, Facebook. Uh, what's going to happen with this uh, Canadian Premier League? When we come back, we are going to chat a little FC Edmonton Academy with you and uh, fill you on on some of the uh, positives that's happened. We'll even talk a little CIS when we come back here on Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back here, Rabbit Radio, live from the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton. Yes, we are the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And what part of FC Edmonton are we going to chat about right now? The Academy. Yes, it's uh, a, a part of the club that I absolutely enjoy working with. And I know you do too, JP. What are some of the things that have been going on here? What are some um, positives that have been happening within uh, our lovely Academy as of late? Big positive. So we'll start with um, well Noah Cunningham. Noah Cunningham. And Armand Binder and Ajay Cabra and Ajit Sakaria and Bruno Zebi and Connor James. Yes. Are you just and, naming uh, off the roster now? These are, all, yeah, these are, are uh, all former uh, yeah. FC Edmonton Academy yeah. players. Yeah. What have they done? 
<laughs> Are they all in jail? Um, <laughs> no. No, well, what they have done is just won uh, nationals with uh, the U of A, Len Vickery, Kurt Bosch, and uh, Marty Anderson. Now, what a job those three have done on the staff. And, uh, you know, it's great because, I mean, six of our grads um, were pretty, were, I think, started most of the year. Yeah. Uh, six of the 11 starters for the majority of this year were, were from the academy and also from the local Edmonton scene as well. So I think that's the other important thing is, is the work being done in Edmonton and that we're tapping into. And I think you're starting to see now a relationship between the clubs and our academy and, and what can happen when you work together. So yeah. certainly the Juventus players, um, that Kurt Bosch had coached, uh, Juventus 05s are on that team now. Came through the cat, first Juventus, sent through us. Uh, mm-hmm. Noah Cunningham, St. Albert Soccer, Jamie Rochat uh, coached them. Uh, mm-hmm. Him and his son, Zach, who's now in the States of Tyler. Yeah. Uh, Noah Cunningham, as a, as a freshman, as a rookie player, was named the CIS uh, Championship Tournament MVP. Uh, we had a bunch. We had a couple uh, first-team uh, Canada West players, second-team Canada West players. Um, Connor, Noah, and uh, Bruno. Thank you. Yeah, they were all second team. Yes. Yeah, and the first team was a Jeej and Monico uh, Sailor, who uh, those that follow our first team will know because he played for us as well at the club. So that relationship has been great with us in the U of A. Yeah. You know, it's really worked out for the player. Uh, they're, they're coming out of our program. They're getting scholarships there. And so I think it's, uh, it, it's great how we've worked together, actually, yeah. you know, with Len Vickery and ourselves. You had also mentioned Thomas Shores and yeah. the fact that – what did he just win? He won uh, his all – Yeah, academic, uh, all-conference player. Oh, see, that's spectacular, yeah. too. That's good, fantastic. For, good for Thomas, yeah. Yeah, James Madison. So – and then more locally, kids still in the program right now. So we've had um, – well, Shamit, uh, Shamit Shomad is, is with the first is with the uh, U20s right now, Honduras, and they've just won and drew against them. So fantastic count for Rob yeah. Gale and his uh, and his team. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, David Doe uh, just returned from an under seventeen national team camp. Uh, we have four young players, O2 players that are at a national team camp right now, U15 camp. Um, Isaiah Taki. Uh, Ush, Ush, Ushman, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Ivan, Ivan, the goalkeeper, yeah, and um, Mahdi. and Mahdi. yeah, the striker. And so those four players, and, and again, another shout out to uh, Juventus, Saint Albert Soccer, uh, Victoria Soccer Club, because they've all played a part in the development of these young yeah, players. Sure. You know, Chris Clark, uh, Marty Anderson, um, Andreas. Uh, what if Casim's had a role to play with Isaiah? I don't know if Isaiah came from Casim's team or not. Do you know? Yeah, but at any rate, so some great things happening in Edmonton soccer. You know, uh, two of our ex-players, um, Jose Hernandez, just scored a hat trick. I, I for, saw that. Yeah, U16 for the Whitecaps, for the Whitecaps residency. Whitecaps residency. Yeah, yeah, Jefferson scored uh, scored a goal in his last game for them as well. So it, it's been great. You know, and the players are coming through the program. Um, that they're moving on to different levels, whether it's with our first team, whether it's the universities, the Whitecaps program. Um, you know, of course, Amer and uh, is overseas, and Idina are overseas. Yeah. Uh, now applying their trade, so it's it's been successful. Uh, yeah. it's, it's been a good year for the academy, yeah. and then obviously things are going well with our uh, academy right now, as far as uh, you know, just the sessions and how they're going, and the kids getting back into it after uh, you know a little time off from the summer, and now we're full swing into the fall, and now getting into the winter months. We've gone indoors. Mm-hmm. Indoors. You need a bigger venue, though. We need a little Just bit bigger get venue. Get that shout in. Should we, yeah, to, should we mention yeah. that? A little yeah. bit bigger venue thank from you, the city of Edmonton maybe could help out in some yeah, maybe. capacity. Maybe. But who cares who builds it? Let's just go play it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. At this yeah. point, that right? St. Like, uh, Albert's doing a great job out there. 
Let's see if no, uh, yeah. Amateur Scottish, Scottish can pull is it putting, off. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. pushing ahead as well. And yeah. uh, what I've about heard, the doming of uh, the U of A fields? Is that going to happen still? Or <clears throat> well, the last discussions we had with them, that yeah, it was going. It ahead. was going yeah. ahead. We haven't yeah. been at the table with them in a, in a while. In a while, yeah. Um, but uh, hopefully that pans out as well. I'm sure it will. I yeah. mean, they were talking like it was happening. Because that foot field, obviously, is a, you know, now that they put new turf down and all that stuff, it's a it's a neat little venue, and uh, mm-hmm. to see it bubbled, I mean, if they're going to, were they going to do it this year, or is it next year, do you no, think? It's supposed to be this yeah. year. Wow. It's supposed to be this year. Because that's... December, December 1st is what I think they're shooting oh, for. Oh, okay. Okay. But... You know, there's uh, that, that Winter City Festival, the winter, what was it called? Winter City Footy Fest? Yes, thank you. That one? I mean, that was in partnership with the city. And uh, so if there was ever a time where the city was going to get on board and really give a push to see if, you know, to make FC Edmonton successful and viable and, and to have us here as part of the uh, sporting landscape and cultural landscape of this city for years to come, mm-hmm. now's the time. You yeah. know, they bought into that. They saw the success yeah. of that event as well. Um, it was nice. There was a nice tweet that came out from Don Iverson um, with, you know, after we had lost the playoffs and we're wishing us luck for that game. So, yeah, so there is, uh, there's definitely some recognition happening on, on the city side. And, you know, what a time to make Clark soccer specific and uh, not a dig at football again. I know people think I always, uh, I don't like the Eskimos. I, I quite like the Eskimos. Um, I don't mind them at all. And they've actually been very good to FC Edmonton. Uh, we've had a good relationship with them. Um, you know what, though? I, I agree, though. I mean, there is no harm in having specific fields. I don't understand why you cannot have a sports-specific venue. That's right. At least one. No, but, I mean, I think we, I think we uh, tend to, to hang on that too much. I mean, if you actually look at the impact that minor football had on FC Edmonton this year... Minimal. Minimal. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah, I mean, yes, the, the, the painting of the lines is an annoyance. The and field the goals is annoying. Yeah, there's costs involved as well. And then the well. cost comes for from sure. FC Edmonton. For sure, for sure. But when you, if you just think about it from a technical side, I mean, we haven't been bumped from Clark for minor football, right? Like, it's, it's basically we've gotten the time yeah. we've needed. There's, of course, an odd time when you're sharing a multi-use facility that you're going to have to adjust your, tra- your training. That's just the way of the beast. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's, they've been pretty hands-off and, 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 and it's been good, I think. I, I, yeah. This year is the best year, I think, personally. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Dino. Just, just no, no, quick. Because, uh, no, and that's fair. It's a fair point. And, you know, I think for me it's, it's not necessarily that minor football is against FC Edmonton and, and FC Edmonton certainly isn't against minor football. Um, but at some point, you know, will there be a compromise between all parties and, and to say, okay, you know, at this point, this is a professional team and, and we're going to dedicate Clark Stadium or wherever that's going to be to a professional soccer team, like, much like we dedicate Commonwealth to a professional football team. Uh, we've got the new arena for a pro hockey team and so on. So not looking for anything given to us. No, of course not. obviously Tom and DeFath have, have contributed financially quite a bit to the uh, upgrading of Clark Stadium. So nothing's being asked for. No. Uh, but but can Jasper Bull become a, a football-specific stadium? You know, will that be the right environment? Or Mill Woods or, or some of the other venues? Is there another venue that would work? Or is, is traditionally Clark is football? So are we yeah. holding on to tradition? If that's the case, maybe. Okay, because tradition is, in our sport is important. Uh, I don't know what the solution is, but, but I, certainly I, at some point. I feel point, like the city's leaning towards that already, though. Because, I mean, you remember, uh, you know, not three, four years ago where we had sessions at Jasper Bowl, yeah. you know, and not just one or two. Oh, I know. Um, we had to go out to Spruce Grove 
at times to train. Yeah. We didn't have that issue this year. No. And it, I, I barely I saw one one instance where there was somebody with a football helmet on I, at Clark for, for while we me, were there. I, I, sure. For, for me, yeah. I, I don't think it's the issue part of it uh, and getting the use of the facility and not having conflicts or anything. That's not what it's about for me. For me, it's it's having a sport-specific facility. It's for the pro team that, you know, once the pro team is is done or if there's off times, then make it soccer-specific. Yep. Make it so the rest of the soccer community at Edmonton has a specific stadium that they can go to to either run their tournaments, to do all kinds of things, but make it specific to that sport. I think if we're being selfish here, I think it doesn't matter if it's soccer-specific or multi-use as long as it's branded the way you want it branded. We yeah. were just in Indianapolis for their semifinal, uh, and, uh, I mean, it wasn't just branded there because of the semifinal. They've got banners up around their multi-use facility that are dedicated to the Indy 11. I think it's their slogan is uh, the world's game Indiana's team or something like that, it's, yeah. and, it's, and it's on banners around the stadium. Okay. That's all we're asking. So I think that's all we should be asking for at yeah, this point, maybe, maybe. saying let's yeah. let's make this stadium somewhere where people can associate it with FC Edmonton. Yes, there's minor football and stuff going on there, but you don't need the yeah. fan support for minor football. Minor football is there for the kids playing the sport, not mm-hmm. for the fans in the seats. Yeah, Our game is there for the fans. Yeah. So let's make it a great environment for our fans to appreciate that game in. So I think that's all you need at this point. Yeah. Obviously... If you had every dream come true, you'd oh, have your course. own yeah, facility, yeah, yeah. you'd have your own training facility, yeah. you'd have what you were talking about off-air that the Whitecaps now have. Yeah, if you, if I mean, anybody gets a chance to look at the Facebook page on the on the Whitecaps new facility, it's it's pretty incredible. It, it rivals, uh, is it the Kia Center in Toronto? Yeah. It, it rivals yeah. that in its Impact magnitude. It's well just now. unbelievable. Well, I love that the Canadian teams are, are not... Not just happy to be a part of it. That's yeah. right. That they're kind of setting a bar for the rest of the league oh, and look right, what they're actually, doing right. in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? It's, it's huge. It's to, huge. Go, to go back to it, great point. The branding is the key. It's a great point. And because we've never asked it to be only FC Edmonton, I don't think we've ever, I don't think any of us no, have ever that, said that that's how it should be. But we have asked, like, hashtag paint a blue. That's a legitimate hashtag that yeah. because if it was a blue stadium, you, you might you might it might resonate it, more as oh FCM totally yeah. totally and, uh, and I think that's the boost that the club needs is that branding piece at, yeah. at Clark because those stands that we do I mean the city was great because they allow us to they allowed us to, to put the stands right in behind the goal and they were reluctant to but they went ahead with it supported that request and it looks even that on game day uh, makes it just that bit more intimate makes it that much more like a soccer specific stadium definitely just doing that so it, it's been baby steps but but certainly the branding i mean if you walked in and there's a massive banner 20 by 30 of uh whoever shamit shom yeah yeah i'm gonna take my academy guy so <laughs> um yeah it's uh, there you go but or nick ledgerwood you know captain canada have that and uh but that so again people are coming like they know it's exciting it's there yeah, I think that's what build it or what is that? If, if you build it, they will come. Yeah, yeah, that's the idea for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I, I agree with you, Drake. I agree wholeheartedly as well. We're going to take another quick break here, and when we come up, we will wrap up this edition of Rabbit Radio. Ah, uh, yes, wrapping it up, wrapping it up. I'm just saying it because the league was wrapped up, our season's wrapped up. All that kind of stuff. We'll be right back. This is uh, Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. 
You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. That's right, Rabbit Radio, right here, right back with you to wrap it up. Wrapping it up. it up. We're watching JP wrap <laughs> up yeah. his cables. Why? Because he's finished. He's done for the night. He's tired. He's going back to teaching tomorrow morning and wants to go home. Yeah, you're still on. I know. I was going to say, I'm tired of you, Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's been an odd, uh, an odd episode. Some really good moments, some not so good moments. But you know what? We've been away for almost uh, three weeks here from doing this. So it's a, it's a good thing to get back at it. Guys... Send us information. Send us what you want to hear on the show because we are going to attempt to uh, continue on in the off season and, and do some more rabbit radio for you. All right. So for Andreas, JP, and James, I want to thank everyone for uh, taking the time out of your day to listen to Rabbit Radio, and uh, we shall chat with you again in the near future. All right. This is DW saying, "See you later for Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton." Listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton.